Ryan Yee. Hello and welcome back to Eventide Radio. This is a fan-made Destiny podcast where we have roundtable discussions about a variety of different topics concerning the popular video game franchise. At its core, the show is about having in-depth discussions about the game from a variety of different perspectives. I'm your host, Scott, and with me are co-hosts Robbie and Rob today, and we have a very special guest on board with us, the one and only Bushman Bob from the Destiny Addicts podcast. Bob, it is a pleasure having you on today. Um, before we get started, why don't you go ahead and give us a quick introduction to yourself and your podcast and any other relevant information you might want to add? A very good question. I actually thought about preparing for this, and then I forgot. To do it. <laughs> um, so we're um, a Destiny Addicts podcast. We um, are a show that has been around for. We're coming up to about five years, and um, we have had lots of different co-hosts over time. Uh, but it's been myself and a guy called Kendo Gibbo, uh, and more recently another guy from Australia called uh, what is his name Bundy Tiger. Um, so yeah, so there's three of us that kind of, you know, talk, talk the talk every week. Well, every second week normally now, cause it's hard doing it weekly mm-hmm. and, um, yeah, look, we're a little bit risque compared to many other shows. Um, we, we started off very, um, uh, very much just talking about building community and all the rest of it. And we just figured out figured we're more of a comedy show. So, um, that's, that's kind of the show, um, myself. Um, I've been playing Destiny predominantly since Taken King came out back in D1, and um, yeah, been been doing doing a fair bit. I stream occasionally, um, not very often, and yeah, just have a bit of fun. So sweet, yeah, that's that's a bit of everything. Sweet. All right, so correct me if I'm wrong, but you guys are the longest surviving Destiny podcast, correct? Uh, we've got a, a bit of an in-house joke. I don't think we are. I think we've got... So you probably got Destiny Community Podcast that started before us. And then we've okay. got Destiny, De- Destiny Down Under as well has been around about six months before us. Uh, and the other one is... Um, uh, the one with Mercules and Kit Kutcher. Um, gotcha. gotcha. Uh, the Massive Breakdowns. I think they're the, they're the three big ones that have been... But you're right. There's been a lot of Destiny Podcasts come and go. But... Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's been a journey. Is, uh, is Destiny Down Under also an Australian Destiny podcast? It is. It is interesting. <laughs> it's pretty funny. <laughs> it, it is. Um, yeah, so you could probably read that the other way with, um, Mylan Games and Log Power Slave. Though I actually had thought about doing the show about a, or probably nine or 12 months before doing it. You know, I don't know about you guys, but you know, similar, you kind of go, oh, I'd you know, really like to do that. I think it'd be good to build a community. Um, do this, this, and this, and then then I noticed that their show came out, and I went, "Crap, <laughs> another Aussie show <laughs> doing a similar thing." I'm like, "Oh, I went, stuff it! I'm going to do it anyway." Um, oh, so you have like a local rivalry, then? <laughs> yeah, yeah, a little bit. Yes and no. Yeah, I caught up with them, but they had a PAX meeting uh, just before COVID, and and I caught up with them at the time, probably about three years ago. Um, yes, they they're a lot more popular than what we are. I think they were both. Um, they were all well-known celebrities beforehand. Um, yeah, yeah. That's an, an upper hand, for sure. Well, cool. Thank you. Thanks for coming on the show. I'm super excited to have a conversation with you guys. So yeah. to preview our topic for, topics for today, sorry, we'll be talking some fan-made Destiny tools like DIM, um, D2 Armor Picker, 
Charlemagne, et cetera, et cetera. Um, then we're going to talk bad luck protection and the pinnacle grind and our thoughts on that. And finally, we're going to wrap it up and we're going to have some fun and have a friendly Destiny trivia competition. And if there's time, we'll talk trials. So before we dive into our discussion, let's do a quick recap of what everyone's been up to this week in Destiny. So Rob, as usual, kick us off. Yeah, why do you always choose me first? I feel like I don't I'm know. It's just, it's like, it's routine now. It just makes sense. It flows. All right, that's fair. I'll, I'll accept that as an answer. <laughs> um, so uh, just just doing, getting prepped. Uh, for those of you that are not aware, uh, GM, G, yeah, witch, witch Queen prep. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I need to, so, so for those for of the you people who know, follow yeah. our Twitch, yeah, yeah. so they know uh, what you're up to lately. Prepping yeah, shout out, shout outs to Kev, who Kevo, who always who always seems to pop into the Twitch channel and and provide some some great comedy. And like I was I was streaming Trials, and he's like, "Is it sweaty today?" I'm like, "Kev, it's Trials. When is it not sweaty?" <laughs> but uh, um, yeah, so on the Twitch page, I have not changed the <laughs> alert notification, so it still it still says that I'm doing Witch Queen prep whenever I'm streaming, uh, and I need to change that because it's it's pretty ridiculous. But uh, yeah, I, I was streaming uh, this week, and also for those of you who don't know, know uh, GMs are starting next week, so just trying to prep for kind of getting some builds in order and and making sure because it's the Scarlet Keep first. Although technically you can do all of them in the first week now, which is kind of cool. Um, and it's probably a good week to do it because Palindrome and Plug One are the uh, adept drops. So uh, do your GMs. Uh, but yeah, so GM prep doing like the legend psyops for this week and trying to finish the pinnacle grind on my hunter. And I've been sitting with a with needing a cloak now for like a week. And that's kind of frustrating. And which is why maybe we're having a conversation about it later in the podcast. That's what I've been doing. <laughs> cool. Sounds fun. Um, Robbie, what's uh, what have you been up to this week in testing? Well, I mean, honestly, nothing. <laughs> nothing. <laughs> yeah, because this, like, like Rob said, this is the week before GMs. Um, you know, there's no more weekly story. There hasn't been for like this will be the second week without anything new in the game. So I've been uh, streaming a redacted game. And, uh, <laughs> no, you can talk about it. I was just kidding. I said Borderlands okay. is forbidden. <laughs> yeah, no, I've been I've been like uh, grinding it out over on on Tiny Tina's Wonderlands. I I I, I don't know. I got addicted to it. It's pretty cool. I like it. Uh, I like how it's gonna be like DLC. So it's not like a live service game like Destiny, but it will be like a good thing to have in the back pocket for like weeks like these, where there's like nothing new in the game, you know. Absolutely. And and just taking like a little break because I know once GMs come back, then then we're gonna get back into it. And uh, but yeah, I mean not not so much worried about the palindrome and all that. Like I guess I'll just I don't know if I want to do all all the GMs the first week because again it's like I do it and then what do I have to do next? So right, right. And and I mean, it's not like I'm hurting for a palindrome or anything. So we'll see. But but looking forward to it though. Like I want to see the the changes or, or how it's going to play out. Sure. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I think we need to start normalizing playing different games. Um, you know, so I respect that. Good on you for, for taking Wait. a break and playing something else. <laughs> but, but Robbie, do you have a palindrome with a Vanguard's vindication origin trait on it? That's the, that's the real question. <laughs> you know how much Rob loves his origin traits. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Okay. But, but it's the same thing. Like, what does it really do for me, you know? 
Yeah, no, that's I, that's a valid question. I think some this, origin traits are most, more interesting most than others. Most people use palindrome in PvP anyway, right? And and Vanguard Vindication is like, um, you know, the PvP not PvP really thing, working. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough, fair enough. Bushman, what have you been up to this week in Destiny? Oh, um, grinding. Um, I, 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 I found. I think I'm at like a level 190 ish, and that's a lot for me. And I, but I'm finding whenever I'm doing activities, there's a lot of people who are much higher than I am, and, and you know, and that's not that's not super casual being at 190. So yeah. So I've, I've been doing again very similar to what I think Rob was saying about the the power grind stuff. So it's been playing three characters. I don't always play three characters to push, push push them all up, but I thought you know as the first big expansion, let's do that. So it's been doing maths um, and figuring out what I do. I haven't actually necessarily been using um, any cheats apart from just the like D2 checklist and, and the like to figure out what I need to do next on what and hopefully a certain thing drops to help my, my hunter main. So trying to um, to push that up there. And and then doing other bits and pieces which Bungie tell me to do. So things like I wanted, I really wanted a, a peace of mind. Um, so I did a lot of the psyop stuff for that, so I could roll what I wanted. And then and then it told me I needed to go and do wellspring. So I've done that for too many hours this yeah. week trying to get stuff that it tells me to do because then I need to go to the evidence board and then there's this big exotic thing there that I need to get. So I've been. Doing what Bun, I've been a good boy, and I've been doing what Bungie <laughs> told me to do. Um, and but it's it's a yeah, it's a lot of time. I, I think I was, I've I would have done at least two hundred hours this um since the release, which is a lot. Yeah, are you enjoying doing all your? Yeah, absolutely. Are you enjoying doing um, all your daily tasks? <laughs> um, uh, yeah. Hmm. Um, yeah, yes and no. Like, I, I like the fact. I like the fact that obviously at the moment it's probably less draining than it has been in the past because we have new activities like the well. As much as they're grindy, like it's at least it's new. It's not like having to do gambit for you know three days straight. Um, Wait, so you've We're got new activities that you're doing. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just the Gambit podcast. I was sure, but I have, yeah, done, yeah. but I have done, <laughs> yeah. but I have done nine gambits every week for the last three or four weeks in order to get the pinnacles to drop. So, um, brave soldiering it. I, I think it's. I, I'm okay with it at the moment. I'm kind of enjoying it. And I'm trying to make sure it's fun. But when I'm doing the thing that's frustrated me, like with the wellspring, for example, is that I'm I'm doing the pinnacle grind. I'm trying to do the thing. It's telling me I need to get this done to get the evidence board done, and it's. To get three or four of the drops that you need, it's two to three hours of mindless grinding, which is not difficult. It's just doing. Um, I find that I don't mind doing it three or four times if there's a guaranteed drop, or at least some. Again, we'll talk about protection. The, the if I'm doing it three times in a row, as a bare minimum, I expect a, a red drop. So um, that's that's probably the thing I'm, I'm the most frustrated with as far as respecting my time as a. You know, as a dad and a full-time worker and all the other bits that happen, I think it's, I find that it pulls me away from my family more than what I need to, to do grindy stuff that doesn't need to be done. Sure. Yeah. That's, a, yeah, that's well, my choice, but yeah. Sure. Yeah. So we'll, that's a good transition into the bad luck protection pinnacle grind conversation. That's a good precursor. Um, mm. So as for me this week, I have been doing, because, you know, another good precursor into the pinnacle grind conversation, I really hate 
doing power level grinds. So my friends and I have been just screwing around trying to get um, a friend of mine just got the Witch Queen campaign. So we were helping her finish um, finish that up. And uh, we went back to like the old dungeons and played them. So we did like Shattered Throne the other day. We did Pit of Heresy last night um, just for fun. Um, mm-hmm. What else did I do? So yeah, um, it, it's been fun just going back and screwing around and just enjoying the game. I went to Europa last night. I was just exploring like the throne world and then I went to Europa kind of like comparing the two. Um, so I've just been doing like miscellaneous things that sometimes, um, you know, you can, can f- you can forget about in lieu of like new content and stuff. So I like exploring, you know, forgotten parts of the game and whatnot. Hang so on. Like- so, so you're comparing an ice planet with, uh, with a green planet. Was it pretty different? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they were, they were fairly different. <laughs> you don't say. <laughs> but yeah, I, I was just like, it was curious because, um, quick off topic, mm-hmm. Southern Throne World lacks a destination currency in the sense that like, you know, Europa had like Haraldway's pieces and stuff that you could use right. to buy, like, you know, specifically you could grind for like a the pulse rifle or you could go buy like the empire hunts. And there was a clear progression system as to like unlocking different things. And, um, you could buy that little, um, transponder or whatever it was that to do that little deep stone crypt thingy in uh on europa with the signal and whatever you could buy that for like 50 heroes pieces and um i just wanted to see how that compared to the lack of currency in south mm-hmm. the throne world um because i feel like sometimes the throne world is empty feel, it feels kind of empty but that's a conversation for another day anyways let's start I'm gonna, off with I'm, gonna, I'm gonna put that as a note though because i think what you brought up was a good yeah, I was thinking about that last night because I was running around the throne world and it was like, you know, it, it feels empty. There's not honestly a lot to do. And I just feel like the Dreaming City is a very clear, you know, system and there's a lot of stuff going on. And, you know, that has different currencies that has multiple different currencies. Right. I mean, there's the Baryan bows, which are also like infusion materials. But then there's also like the uh, blind well charges and stuff like that. There's, mm, you know, there's also I'm going to I think I agree with you, but I think there's a balance in the force. I, I, I just. Like, I don't even know half that stuff you spoke about. And I played this game more than I should. <laughs> and, and, and and I probably should go on YouTube and figure stuff out. But the amount of currencies is... is kind of ridiculous. Anyway. That's fair. Mm-hmm. That's fair. They do have their a thing for currencies. Uh, it's true. <laughs> and overcomplicating yeah. processes that should be uh, a lot simpler. Yeah. Example, exhibit A, uh, transmog. But anyways... So for our mm-hmm. first topic of the day, we are going to be talking about slash shouting out all of those incredible fan-made sites and tools for Destiny, such as Dim, Charlemagne, D2 Checklist, etc., etc. So Destiny is very fortunate to have an insanely talented and passionate community who care enough about the game to use their wizard-like powers to make some pretty incredible tools that Guardians can use. So to get this conversation started, Rob, I'm going to go back to you. Okay. Out of all of these great tools, what's your favorite or the one you think you use most? Oh, I, have we, a, I have a theory of what it might be, but oh, I mean, ahead. and I've, I've I've definitely done shout outs to this, and without a doubt, Dim mm-hmm. or Des- Destiny Item Manager for those who are not in the acronym world. Uh, Dim has got to be probably one of the most invaluable tools that we've ever had, uh, and it it's it was a pretty early kind of adopter uh, into the system where they were able to take advantage of uh, Bungie's API and really provide a one-stop shop. Um, many people may not remember how awful the kind of vanilla D1 experience was of needing to swap gear over to your character of loading into the tower, dropping it in your vault, which by the way, only hold 36 slots 
and then changing character, then loading back into the tower and grabbing those weapons. And hopefully you remember to grab all the ones that you needed for your other character. So we have come a hell of a long way uh, since then. And Dim has not only expanded upon that in, in so many different ways by providing uh, stats on all of your weapons, letting you know what kind of the community favorites are, allowing you to mark things that you maybe want to scrap eventually. And now most recently that um, armor stats or, or mod slots are free to put on um, that. Now you have this ability to create and save loadouts. And then just anytime you're in orbit, just throw on whatever loadout that you like to play with. So it goes, it makes transitioning from PVE to PVP so much better because the game has only gotten more complicated in terms of builds and things that you need to constantly equip and re-equip that I don't know where we would be in this game. It probably, I'm not trying to be dramatic, but if we didn't have tools like DIM, I don't think this game would be like playable at this current state with, <laughs> with just how how complicated it is to change gear and needing to swap things over and do mods and get kind of a sense of like, oh, is this is this perk better? Is this barrel perk better on this weapon or not? And getting kind of a sense of like how it changes your recoil direction and all of that stuff. This game would be like worthless without dim. I I, I would actually die on that hill. So wait, word for word, the game would be worthless without dim. I Can think I so. You on that? If, yeah, I think if we if if for some mm. reason like Bungie never let the API out and we were we were still in the same process of loading into the tower, dropping our gear off and then changing characters, loading back into the tower. Like if we still had to do that and we still had to manually change all of our mod slots around with just how complicated it is. And and again, I'm 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 being kind of dramatic with like how extreme but if we didn't have the ability to like look at stats and move things around and mark stuff and be able to organize like with how complex the systems are, I think this game would be very, very unenjoyable as an experience. And that Bungie Bungie would have the burden then to create that tool or whatever that equivalent is in their own system. And Poor Bungie. Poor yeah, Bungie, they have to do <laughs> I, Yeah, exactly. And 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 I think I think it's kind of this weird like symbiotic relationship where because tools like Dim came out, it allowed them to comfortably expand more and more, knowing that ultimately the community was always going to be able to keep up with those capabilities and say, well, now we can add right. But that because that was a big thing is like Dim was like the moment they make mod slot changing free we can we can do that loadout system like instantaneously mm. and so eventually bungie made that a thing was it directly in response to dim or was it just kind of a general feedback from the community of like it's stupid that you have to pay 500 glimmer to swap a grenade mod slot like regardless the look at how quickly the community was able to respond back to that and now we have the ability to save and load our loadouts to exactly the build that we're playing with. And like last week, Robbie was able to share a Titan build with me that he was working on. And I was able to share a Warlock build and you can just open it up in dim and immediately see all the different mods, throw them on your character and boom, you're good to go. Like, like I, I can't imagine not being able to do cool things like that. Like when, when compared to how very archaic it felt at vanilla D one. So, true. and I think that's true. Just to add to that, I think like that's one thing that Bungie has always been good at since the beginning, and this is gonna be like a part of the community because I'm 
going to talk about like the console side, like ever right. since since Halo, right? They, they were doing things that people didn't think possible on consoles. And I think, and like even recently this week, playing a different looter shooter for a week and just not having that, you know, ease of, of sending guns to my character from the bank or, or things like that. It just really makes you appreciate it. And in a way, yeah, a lot of people can say like, oh, Bungie should do it, right? Bungie should do it. But like, look at other games. They, they don't do it. And even big MMOs, not even looking at, at, at shooters, but like big MMOs, right? Like they don't do it. They, they have uh, modding communities and stuff that they don't do actual mods to the game, but they do like add-ons. That's what most people would call it. So like, you know, in Warcraft or whatever, if you're not running add-ons, you, you can't really be at the same level of, of gameplay experience as other people. But in consoles, you don't have that possibility of, of running add-ons. So the best solution, and I think the fastest solution, like Rob said, for the community to be able to kind of make uh, what the community wants, what it hungers for, and then, you know, have someone develop it. And honestly, kind of for free, right? A lot of these websites just uh, exist on donations. Mm -hmm. And just like other players being kind of grateful for like, you know, the, the work that these guys are doing. Um, so yeah, like I think Bungie opening the API is is uh, is a great, great, great thing, and it, I think it's actually better than them trying to come up with the tools themselves and have the system be closed. That's true. Yeah, that's true. Unless their their free workforce that they have that will gladly take up that opportunity. And I I, I just want to say because I, I I've heard people suggest like whoever creates Dim and and runs Dim should be hired by Bungie to like make I that agree. a tool built in. I, I, on one level, like, yeah, that guy should be, should be thrown or guy or gal or whatever team. Like I, I, I will be ignorant to say, I'm not completely sure who comprises that, that dim team. But I worry that if they are under the watchful eye of Bungie at that point, then they are also under the rules of Bungie. And I think one mm -hmm. of the great things is dim feels very much like a, this is how the community perceives like so it, it being sort of we'll say rebellious and living on the fringe i think is so, somewhat healthy because it encourages the the be, the ability to create and save loadouts and and like all of those things where maybe that would be significantly slowed down by needing to follow whatever software requirements that that bungie has in place for how they develop you know code and and systems and and products and and it it being able to sort of adapt and be able to update whenever it wants to i think gives it some freedom and flexibility that i think the community really benefits from in the in the long run because we've we've seen stuff in the past where we're not big on a system or me mechanism that comes into place and if bungie tells dim hey you need to do this you need to do this and he's like yeah but that's not what the community wants and you start getting that headbutting then then i think who ends up suffering is us, but him being able, again, I keep saying him and I apologize. I don't know who, who operates dim, but the, the dim developer having the freedom, freedom and flexibility to respond to community requests and ultimately being sort of up to date on how Bungie's doing their API, I think is kind of the best of both worlds. And the fact that he, he or she does have a donate button is probably the best way to kind of sustain those efforts. So like, I think it's good that they're not directly under the, the direct control of Bungie and it being kind of its own thing is probably the healthiest outcome. 
Agreed. That's a fair and point. It also, it also gives like, besides that, the, you know, how fast can they respond to what the community is asking for, you know, in terms of, you know, usability and features. I think there's also a lot to do with like player preference and I don't know, there, there's, there's the one, right? Like what's like the M4D1 that's still alive. I forget the name. Um, but there's still it's still dim. It's a, it's a different drop down section of no no. There's a there's a different website. Uh, they even have an app and everything. Commander something or whatever. Oh yeah, Ishtar right? Commander. Oh, yeah. Ishtar Commander. Right. So that one was one of the first ones. I think. I I don't know. Honestly, I, obviously I wasn't playing back then. Uh, you know, as the live service was going on. But so so now people still use it. I still hear people using it, and you know, it's like D two checklist, right? Like. It does a lot of the things Dim does, but it kind of goes into a different way of interacting with your with your vault and with the vendors and, and with things like that. So it's like for people who are trying to do something else, trying to achieve a different, you know, a different thing. And I think a lot of that, like a lot of these things will do the same stuff. But then it's kind of up to you, like what do you prefer? Does this one look better to you? Does this one does this accomplish what you usually do in your routine faster or, or easier or with a better interface that pleases you more? So like it gives us options as well, you know, so like we'll go to one for one thing and we'll go to this other one for one thing. People will recommend you this other one. Oh, check this one out. Just came out to make loadouts. And there's always that, you know, variety. Uh, and I think that's also like a great thing because we're not just tied into like DIM is it and that's the only tool there is, which, you know, probably would be kind of fine, but it's still better when we have all these other options that, you know, might do certain things differently, better or worse for certain people. Like we still get to choose. And that's like a big thing about the API being open. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's, that's fair. Bushman, do you have any input on this or opinion? Um, I just had I just Google Eastar Command. I used to use Eastar Commander, and it yep. it looks like it's still up and running. I was actually going to make a point. I was a console PlayStation player before PC about three years ago, and and I found if you rely as a console player, I just didn't. I knew there was Dim, but I didn't have my computer near where my console was. And yes, there's an app for it, but it's just not as so. You would have to go and do all your loadouts on the computer at another time that you weren't playing. And again, as a dad, it was like I just want to log on and get it done. So right. that used to frustrate me. Now that now that I play on PC, whilst I'm loading and waiting and in orbit, all of that type of thing, I can just jump on DIM and move things around. I think it's a much easier and user-friendly system on PC than for console players. I'll put that out there. Um, I would also say that I, I use DIM predominantly, obviously. Um, the, one of the main things I use it for is if you go in there and actually you type in... Um, uh, in the in the bar, wish wish is wish list. It'll basically highlight all the guns that are god rolls. So when I've I always struggle with my five hundred <laughs> volt space, um, and it's a matter of you know you can get all the guns that are the same, and you pick the ones that are, are god rolls, and that's normally picked by um, it's community based, but they actually picked people like Mercules, who was on Massive Breakdowns, who has now actually just announced that he's going to go and work for. Um, for Destiny in the, in the guns area, I think. Um, so I think some of the people from those 
um, things like DIM and, and community people are the ones that end up working with. <laughs> they kind of, obviously they need to apply for the jobs or they might get tapped on the shoulder to apply for it. But I think it, it probably does work that way. It shows passion um, mm-hmm. and they, they work in that way. But um, yeah, if people are, uh, if, you, if you're struggling with vault space around your guns at the very least, I think that's a, is wish list is a really good one, especially for guns that I'm just like, uh, I hate submachine guns, but just pick me one. Just pick me one that's good. Okay, bang, delete everything else. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, I got you. Do you have a favorite um, fan-made thing besides Dim? Any, anything uh, else that stands out to you? I, I most recently have found D2 Checklist, which is good for I mainly use around um, at, in the first at the start of every season, just trying to do the power grind about what yeah, activities sure. I need to do. Um, and the other one when I'm playing trials is a destiny trials report. It's, uh, it's very good to see who's carrying who and whether or not I should just jump off the bridge at the start of the game. And, <laughs> you know, there's three players that, you know, with, I think I played someone today that had 487 flawless tickets and I'm just like, oh, wow, I've got, I've wow. got two, uh, it's time to finish. And it was, yeah, there was four, 487. And I think the other one was 182 or something. And I'm just like, oh, and I've, I'm like, yeah, nah, uh, uh, yeah, that's a different that conversation. Is. But at least you know, like, so to them, like, okay, I, I'm in a different mindset when I'm against those players. I'm like, okay, I just need to let, let's, you know, all slow down. Let's just try to enjoy it. Let's see what they do so we can learn for that and have a technique ourselves. I think it's okay to play against people that are better than you. You can learn from it. But if you're going in knowing that this is going to be a tough game, it's much easier than going in there going, oh, what just happened? Who did that? Oh, I can't believe they just sniped me. It's like, well, they probably sniped me because they're very good at what they do. Um, mm-hmm. And whereas if you're going in there going, oh, these players are all 0.6 KD. Okay, we've got a chance. Let's make sure we stick together. Let's. So it's it's very helpful from that perspective. Oh, yeah. yeah I love They're, they're the main ones I use. I'm with you. I think another cool one, um, especially for, for discussion, is... Um, an aspect of trials report is the top weapons thing where it gives you like the top 10 or whatever mm-hmm, weapons mm-hmm. Um, per week. That's always fun to look at. Like I'm looking <laughs> it's at always fun week. reading it on Reddit. Oh yeah. Fusion rifles. I was like, Oh, just count them. It's hand cannons and shotguns. People. It's always has been. It always will be. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Luminarch still sitting at a comfortable number four on uh, top weapons of all of the week. So that's, it's always fun to see. But yeah. Trials report. Trials report is awesome. Um, Robbie, do you have a favorite um, favorite fan made service besides besides Dim or Trials Report? I think well, the one I probably use the most is honestly D2 Checklist. Um, mm-hmm. Dim will come close, but just to shout out somebody else that does a lot for community is uh, the guys who do Charlemagne. It's a Discord integration bot. Oh yeah, and you got also access to the API, so it's not just like a a bot that exists only on Discord, right? It will do things like pull your weekly Iron Banner stats. Uh, it will pull your most used PVE weapons. It will pull the report from your last PVE or PVP activity. It will show you, you know, your kill dead ratio. It will it will show how long it took, which activity it was. It can also do things like set up raids so that people can join and be like, okay, I'll be there, or maybe I'll be there. And, and you know, kind of if you have like a big clan and, and everybody's on Discord, then these kind of things like are really helpful to, to try to set things up, especially for things like raids, you know, when, when it's, it's more about like getting 
sometimes people don't want LFG, so getting, you know, six friends together and have it be like at the time where everyone is available and, you know, in advance. And they do, yeah, they do great things on Discord. And I think there's a way to have it also work on, on Twitch chat, which is kind of crazy. So you can, I mean, I guess now, like, there's the extent Bungie that does, like, show you what people are using as they are playing. But before that, these guys were doing it. You could type, you know, um, power weapon, and, and it will tell you which power weapon it was and the role on it. Because a lot of time when you're streaming, people will ask you, oh, what's the role on your palindrome? And you know, it's always the same role on the palindrome. But, <laughs> but yeah, they, they, were, and they were doing those things uh, way back when. So I, I think uh, if people haven't used it and you guys are on Discord, definitely... I mean, if, even if you like ours, like mine, it, if it's like a small community, right? Having the the bot on Discord, and and it's also like a free one, so they also do survive on donations, and and we do try when whenever possible, you know, to to throw a coffee at them and whatnot. So yeah, Charlemagne. You say sorry if it's hot. I hope it's cold coffee. Um, <laughs> the uh, oh. sorry, I actually there was one other. <laughs> there was one other one that I used. Actually, I forgot about um, Destiny Tracker. Um, if you if you're into PvP, that's just got everything that you ever. Oh like yeah, all of your yeah. PvP stats. Yeah. Oh yeah, and it's like how many you know how many same thing like to my, I think this week I've had a th- and last thirty days I've had a thousand Telesto kills. In PvP, um, so nice. it's it kind of yeah, it'll it'll break it down and it'll probably tell you what your crutch is. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, That's it's cool. very good. Another thing, I another one that we didn't mention is um, Bray Tech. That's oh, that's yes. one that a lot of people don't, don't really use, and it's kind of weird because it's like a really really powerful tool, but it doesn't do any of the vault management systems that the other ones do, like. Dim or the checklist or Ishtar or something. This one is actually more for, I would say it's more for like completionists because it will track your triumphs. It will track your catalyst. It will track all these things like real time as, as you are doing them. So like if there's something you're missing, you know, if you're looking for collectibles, if you're looking for like anything in the game, this, this thing will have maps. This thing has like an interface that is probably out of all the applications that are out there made by the community. This one is probably the prettiest one, in my opinion. It looks like the game, like you could put this in the game and it would be like even better than how the game looks. And yeah. uh, it's, I'm looking at it's, it right now. It's like there's I'm so into like much a stuff. On, yeah. You can find it as Braytech or, or Bray.tech. Um, yep. And yeah, try, try that one out because like a lot of people like are always asking like, oh, what am I missing here? Do you know where this thing is or whatever? You, like literally, and you can look up people. So you can literally look up someone and be like, oh yeah, you do have this triumph or you do, you have like how many kills on this thing, trackers and everything, like everything's right. there. And it's super sick. I've actually, ne- I've never used Braytech before. Yeah, I've the- it, but yeah. It was it. it was super helpful during um, the Warmind DLC mm-hmm. when trying to find all of the uh, resonant oh. things, and it would and people because people could post little video clips on like where to find like they'd give you a starting point like here's how you navigate to it. So like you know if it's like because it had like all the little cryptic names of like the kind of general location of where it was, and so people would so not only did it let you know which ones you needed because there was you know there was the banner or whatever to get if you if you got all of them throughout the entire map but of course it was randomized which one you could get based on 
you know, burning some of those siphons or whatever. So it was a whole big process. So that tool was incredibly helpful when trying to figure out what you still needed and where they were located. That is pretty sick. I like that. Uh, another one I want to shout out is I know no one here I don't think is is as big a fan of the lore as I am, but there is a cool one. It's not really as you know intensive as like something like Braytech or or Dim. It's pretty simple, but it's just kind of like a compilation uh, site of all like these lore pieces, and it looks really pretty. It's called Ishtar Collective. Yep. Um, dot net, and it's super cool because. They have uh, they have neat like artwork. It just, the website looks really pretty, and they catalog and categorize like all the lore pieces from you know the entire game across both games, and um, they they got like a timeline and stuff. It's super cool, and I use it all the time um, when I'm like for example like the uh, the Rolk uh, lore pieces from Vow of the Disciple. Like I'm not gonna go back and like collect all of those. I just want to like read those because that's like essential information. So I go to categories and you know find it or I search it up and I read the whole thing right there and um it's a super neat website and use it all the time and it, it's got everything and it's super cool i oh, yeah. even have some I like other it, stuff i heard you got copyright strike by bungie didn't you they did or was that part of the the thing that happened lately no it's just a joke but oh <laughs> i was kind of worried Lord belongs like... to us <laughs> <laughs> it's it's also worth uh, noting on Ishtar Collective that the Grimoire cards from D1 are there as well. So mm-hmm. it's like it's a complete comprehensive collection of like all of the lore from the game. So um, for those of you that maybe missed out on it, you can read all of the, the D1 stuff as well, which is pretty nifty. And super sweet. They've got like a forum so you can like yeah. talk about it. They've got uh, looks like they have like podcast episodes or something in a sense uh, where they talk about it. Um, also, 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 shout out to Destinypedia. Um, oh, I yes. I use this one pretty regularly when I'm trying, when like during the podcast, when I'm trying to find like, especially it's it's good as a as an archive tool for a lot of D one stuff, like when I'm trying to reference the name of old perks, uh, or certain mechanics or like the way certain systems were set up. There's a pretty good sort of like archival of like, oh, during vanilla D one, this is how it was. Oh, and during vanilla D two. This is, or um, I'm sorry, during like Dark Below, this is what the vendor was selling. So it's nice to be able to like, again, it, it's just in general, having some kind of record and, and archive of all of this information is really, really handy um, just for kind of general discussion and, and being able to, to, to look into some of these things. So um, yeah, Destinypedia is, is good. I, I, I think Ishtar Collective is probably the best in terms of lore. And then Pedia is good for just like random... <laughs> What was uh, what was the vendor selling originally and stuff like that? So mm-hmm. yeah, Destiny PD has like good summaries and you know, I mean, from a lore perspective, they have like good summaries and stuff too. That's true too. They just kind of condense it, right? Um, yeah, they, they give you the TLDR version. Yeah, exactly. And one more cool thing about Ishtar Collective is that they also have not only pieces, but they have like transcripts for like everything. So like all the in-game dialogue is all there. Um, right. Usually they have it recorded as video, and they also have it all written down. And that's just, I, I don't know. I think it's super cool. Um, anything else? Anyone want to shout out? Anything else that's uh, particularly well, cool? The last one that I would like always recommend to people, especially when people are kind of newish to the game or returning to the game or whatever, and they're kind of lost in like which activities are giving pinnacles and all that stuff. And like, you know, when, when a season is new, the first couple of weeks, everybody's trying to get their level up. Or, Whatever for me, I know there's a couple options out there that I haven't tried, 
but I always use De Destiny Optimizer. So it will show you by slot your highest level item. It will calculate your base level plus your artifact level. But obviously the interesting one is the base level. And so for every slot, it will tell you, okay, on this one, you will, let's say, not benefit from a powerful or it sometimes not even benefit from a plus two pinnacle, right? And a lot of people don't even know there's like plus one and plus two pinnacles. Right. So this one will put like your powerfuls and your pinnacles on a list and you can kind of check them off as you go. And it will tell you like, oh, do this, uh, try to get a, a plus two pinnacle now, because if not, it will probably be wasted. Or sometimes it will it will tell you to get powerfuls if you want to make it easier. It will also suggest you like, especially this season we had armor back in the season pass, so it will tell you oh pull your pants out of your season pass right, and that will bump you up like two levels. So that's like easy pull, one pull to your do. Pull pants up and somewhere. Your season pass. <laughs> where, you didn't get pants out of your be. season pass. So this one like really speeds the process up for people and I think it makes it less confusing for a lot of people. Like cuz I think a lot of them just you know you, you jump on and you try to do pinnacles but you, you do them as you go and you don't really care you're not like and it's so let's say quote unquote easy to like optimize and then you know, not, not 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 be like you know getting nothing out of your pinnacle. So yeah, destiny optimizer is my choice for that. Yeah, that's a huge one for sure. I, I'm I'm also a big fan of D2 Gunsmith, uh, especially now with weapon crafting being a thing. Um, it has a really good sort of layout of stat distribution and then all the available perks. And when you hover over the perks, it actually tells you kind of like the the numerical breakdown of like rather than just saying like gives a quicker reload, it actually tells you like what the percentage. Uh, and if things have like stacking scales like Swashbuckler, it tells you what the actual like damage is at each of the percentages gives you recoil direction kind of gives you the theoretically this is the best role i could create for this weapon and it gives like the approximate like damage fall off if you care about those for pvp uh so it's a good just kind of like uh record of like all the different weapons all the available perks on it what is it what's worth grinding for and what's the quote-unquote god role that you could kind of achieve for yourself that's pretty sick i've never used that one before yeah nor have I heard of it before today, I don't think. There's so much stuff out there, man. I mean, yeah. it's, oh, yeah. it's so cool. And a new feature this week I we discovered. Was it last week? Last week. So if you're playing Trials, I, I think it's like the Trials report. Now they have a feature where you can, like, if you're playing against, you know, like, I know all of you guys, Hunter mains out there that like to dress in white and then wear your Trials emblem, even if you're not that good at PvP. Well, now you can also <laughs> copy all the shaders from that hunter that just destroyed you in trials. So they literally <laughs> have a button to like copy shaders and it will apply them to your character. So I thought that was like an amazing thing. That's pretty exciting. Yeah, it's kind of useless, but like the, the fact that they can do it is like, yeah, that's great. Hey, that's being great. able, being able to homogenize all hunters in PVP is super important, Robbie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> one of us. Give, it, one give them all one-eyed masks. Yeah, ex yeah. <laughs> I am in support. I'm not biased or anything, by the way. No, of course not. Um, so if no one has anything else to share on our fan-made awesome sites, we can move on to the next topic. So let's switch gears. Two issues have come to our attention that we want to bring some light to. So number one, bad luck prediction. Have different eras of Destiny done it better in the past? including Destiny, Destiny 1. 
And number two, the pinnacle grind. Does the pinnacle power grind need to be fundamentally reworked? So let's start off with the bad luck protection discussion. Bushman, have, do you think a different era of Destiny has done this concept better in the past? Uh, yeah, I think... Well, well, I don't know about better, but two two things came to mind when I thought about it. it was the, the originally in D1 where at least there were opportunities you knew where certain things would come from. So if you went to the raid and you needed a cloak, it was, I think, the sisters or the Oryx fight. Um, didn't guarantee you'd get it, but at least what would drop would be that. Again, whether or not you get the highlight version or the low light version is another thing. Um, and the other one was the menagerie where you could actually go in there and actually select what you wanted. Um, it's mainly important really for that last, mm, I don't know, it's done it better, but it's still not, it's still not good enough as far as I'm concerned. Like I, I think it's okay if you, I mean, if the bad luck protection was purely, you won't get the same thing twice in a row as a powerful drop, that would be enough for me. So if you don't get two class items in a row or two, you know, energy weapons or whatever it was, that's kind of enough. I think it gets frustrating when it's, you know, cloak, 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 when you needed anything else. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Rob, what about you? Because I know you two were uh, talking about this. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you, Bushman. Like, I think, I, I think Menagerie, and I, I think I've brought this up before. Menagerie is probably the best and worst thing to have ever happened to Destiny Two, uh, mm -hmm. because I think the the target farming for both weapons and armor was probably the best we've ever had, and probably mm -hmm. ever will have. Short of you can make a case for weapon crafting, and I I'd actually I, I probably tend to agree mm -hmm. at least from the art from the weapon standpoint. Um, but I, I am just kind of burned out on pinnacles. Um, and I, I know we've, we've already made some huge strides. Like it was only a couple seasons ago that they got rid of the, the giant gap between each season of needing to grind for another 50 powerful levels before being able to do the pinnacle grind again. And we've gotten rid of that. So like. You know, next season, if you're at 1560, you only need to get 10 more pinnacle levels and you're kind of done for that season. But it's like the question is just kind of like, why? Why? <laughs> um, and and I, I the the problem that I fundamentally have is it is RNG based and there's only a limited number that you can do per week. And I think that always feels bad when you start off the week being like, okay, here's my 10 or 12 activities that I can complete for a chance to get a pinnacle drop that might bring me up to the next level. But you, after those 12 are done and you still didn't get the cloak that you needed, you got five you know, heavy weapons and six armor or chest pieces and one helmet, and you're just like, wow, why the hell did I even waste my time? And that's, that's kind of how it feels sometimes because you're only doing those activities because you need the pinnacle like gambit as, as like, he's like Bushman, you brought, even brought up like you've religiously done your nine gambit matches per week mm -hmm. just for mm -hmm. the pinnacle. And it's like, again, it's this problem of why do we, why are we engaging with these activities? If they make us mm -hmm. miserable, if only for the pinnacle grind, why are we doing the pinnacle grind? Because we need it so that we can do GMs. Like it's this kind of weird, I would almost say, and I can't think of a better term, like toxic loop where yeah. 
it's it's all dependent on us getting those pinnacle drops. And I'm not talking about getting like good rolls on things like just purely infusion fodder. Mm-hmm. And it's it's getting old after doing it for since Shadowkeep now, right? The pinnacles have were int- introduced to the beginning of Shadowkeep. So we're on two and a half years of doing this and it's just kind of getting old. And it's different for different. There actually are some people that like Gambit, I'm sure. The thing that I actually hate more than Gambit is doing strikes. They're, they're doing the same, the same. Really? I'm sure that, yeah. But there's also many, many people, I have no doubt, that would get sick of doing three um, PvP if they hate PvP. So, um, especially considering there's been no maps for five years. Um, right. I'm exaggerating. But, yeah, no, I, I can't stand strikes. Like, this is the same story. I hate story missions, apart from the first time I do them. And these story missions I've been doing, some of them since D2 release. Like, I get excited when there's one that's quick. Um, and if it, oh, what's the one where it's, it starts and you have to go through the, um, you have to go through those, those Exodus crash. That, yeah. I just yeah. delete, go, go out, come back in again, try a different one. Like it's just, yeah, it's hard. As soon as I hit my pinnacles, I do not do strikes ever again. As soon as I do. What about GMs? Do you do GM nightfalls at all or? I have gone in, no, and predominantly okay. because the, the two guys that I play with just take forever to get to the power level and, we, and we've and we tried it and they we're just, when I would like to, I'm, I'm not against doing that, I'd like to get, that's a challenge for, for me and for us if we were going to do that, um, especially if there was something locked behind it, but um, it's, it's pretty, well, it's pretty tough for us. It's a group. We just have to think <laughs> about it. And and because the other problem is the guy that we play with, he jumps on at eleven thirty. So when he gets on, like we've got to, we've got to go. We've got about an hour to play to go. Okay, let's theory craft. How are we going to get our right roles? What are we, how are we going to do it this week? We spend half an hour trying to figure that out, and then go in, and it's it. We need to give ourselves an hour. So got it. It's hard. How do you, how do you? So if I may ask, sorry, Scotty, I don't mean to completely no go for this. it. <laughs> how do you? I'm curious about your opinion on d1 strikes did did you feel the same way when you were doing playing d1 were strikes miserable nah, to you then I just don't know. that's but that's a me problem i, I get that okay. like as i said like i'm trying to go i'm sure there's i think gambit is the one that people get the most upset about having to do um and i know there's people that just sit in strikes all day and 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 love it, it and, and i guess you can get into flow i can see how some people just enjoy just doing that and just chilling out and chatting with their friends i i guess i could do that but if i'm doing that i'd maybe prefer to play Rocket League. Um, like, uh, I don't play games just to chill out and do nothing at all. Like, I, well, the other game we play is Sea of Thieves, and, and, and I like aspects of Sea of Thieves, but I also don't love just sitting on the boat for 10 minutes waiting for something to happen. So I'm, I'm a very outcome-focused kind of person. That's why I don't hate the idea of the pinnacle grind. I like maths. I like putting the stuff together and putting a strategy together and achieving something. Um, but doing the same thing, you know, literally, I've probably played as everyone else has the same strike a thousand times. So. Mm-hmm. It's a fair point. I mean, it's a valid, valid position to have, you know, I mean, you're entitled to your own opinion. And, and a lot of this game is like, you know, like you said, just kind of doing nothing. And, you know, if you're like grinding stuff, a lot of, you know, the actual game part of it isn't really there. I mean, the focus is talking with your friends and stuff. It's yeah. very. It's the it's brutal. the friends you make along the way. Is that the yeah? yeah friends. <laughs> <laughs> Robbie, I do you have any input on the? Oh, go I ahead. I wish they had like more social spaces because I feel like, I mean, I don't know about like 
it's a game about not doing anything because like i've played sea of thieves right and i like the idea and i like kind of the game of it but then it got super stale super fast to, for me like I, I didn't get the point of getting loot to buy cosmetics where the guns are always the same mm-hmm. like you, you can have the starter gun and it literally performs the same as like the guy who has like you know the most flashy cosmetics so like why, why am i doing this and 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 on Destiny, like, every activity you kind of go into, like you said, you have a purpose you go into because you expect something out of it, right? And and I feel like for those, like, moments where you're, like, doing nothing, there's really not a lot. Like, the tower has, a, what, like, 20 people can be at the time there, but, like, you're probably only in there with, like, your fire team of, like, two, three, maybe, like, rarely six and they're all in the vendors or in their bank or in their phones or in dim or something like there's not really like social spaces okay. to go and do nothing right i wish there were actually like well they had the games. farm and they even had soccer there and i'm like that's good and then it was just a joke at the end of the day it was literally a joke like they said this would be the new social space and it's like well there's no point going there like, can we still no we it's blew up didn't it so we can't yeah, yeah, our farm, farm is gone yeah yeah so and like yes, it was uh, like it was good like you could go and play soccer like I, yeah, we did exactly. that a few times. Like, We'd go silly in there things and... like that. I think would be nice. Because, hmm. because, but I agree with you. Like I'm, I'm the same way. I, I feel like whenever I'm doing something in in Destiny, I'm trying to get something out of it. I do enjoy the grind, and this is why I play these kind of games. So, but I also know that, like, there, you know, there's the carrot at the end. I'm chasing it, and eventually, I probably will get it. And that, that's that's something that. You know, makes me do certain things. I do feel like the tenth Gambit game is what separates, you know, the the men from from the children. Um, <laughs> the tenth, did you say? Yeah, yeah. Once you've done that, if you do a tenth, what what for? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're in a different league if you do a tenth game a week. Um, <laughs> no, you do it because one of your mates has to do their third. You know, okay, or right, yeah, or someone gets the right idea that they actually want to grind for the. Uh, the the skin for the shotgun this season you're like why mm-hmm. but it's gonna say the right idea i don't know if i'd call it the right idea <laughs> yeah right yeah but yeah but there's 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 always i feel like that's one of the beauties of the game that there's always something to do like depending on your mood right like maybe mm-hmm. one day you're into PvP and you're you have the time and you you're, you you want to be concentrated and whatever. One time maybe like you said you want to just you know chat with your friends while you do something and test out builds, which is a lot of why I run strikes and things like that or or lost sectors, is to to test out my builds. It's like oh how fast am I getting back my grenades? How many kills can I get without like you know having to be in like a more I don't know, like like a raid activity or something. Like I test it out first somewhere else. Uh, but also, and uh, I I got completely sidetracked. What was the original question, Scotty? Oh, the power grind. Oh, the pinnacles, yeah. right? Yeah. So <laughs> so I started I started Sorry. playing during the Ratmore hunts, and I know you mentioned the the menagerie. And I, I didn't play back then, but Ooh, in the Red Bull Hunts, you could also... Can you say that was, again? The menagerie? Yeah, yeah fancy. <laughs> but but in the, during the Red Bull Hunts, you could also choose your, your weekly pinnacle, right? Right. Uh, to a degree. Yes. It will give you some options. So that was like, when I started playing, that was my first season of Destiny. 
So I never had that problem during that time. Also, I wasn't like optimizing my leveling. I was just playing. I was super low light. I was catching up. And and then I realized, oh, this is not the usual, right? right? <laughs> and that's when I started. I remember that the next season, I was in the same boat. I was missing like my class item for like three weeks in a row, doing all my pinnacles. And at that point, I only had one character. So I was only playing my Warlock and I missed one, literally a month uh, after I finished all my other pinnacles. But, like the point was that at, by at two weeks later or something, I was already like at master level, GM level, because my artifact was already so high because I was still missing this piece that it didn't matter, right? So I think after that was when I was like, okay, yeah, maybe... I, I shouldn't care that much. And honestly, I haven't had that much trouble lately. Like, for example, this season or this expansion, when it came out, my third character got from, like, nothing, whatever they bumped us to, 1350, to to cap in, in a week and one day. Because yeah. he already had the, the, the weapons already leveled up, so it was super right. easy to get him high. And like I literally had like nothing to do except do a few pinnacles and, and a raid, and boom, that was it. He was done. So in a way, yeah, in a way it's annoying, but in I feel like I also kind of don't get too bothered by it because and I am like level f- almost 500, I guess, in the season pass by now. So oh, yeah, whoa. probably... Okay. I mean, just to compare, like, I'm not the usual, like, casual player and stuff. So I kind of get why some people complain. And I don't like to go on Reddit because I feel like, and I'm sorry to everybody out there, don't hate me. Um, but I feel like people who are on Reddit are, like, they they like more to complain on Reddit than to actually play the game, you know? Mm-hmm. Yes. Like the percentage think, of time investment fair. is more to Reddit than to the game. So I don't take those comments too seriously. Uh, but I'm not the casual guy, you know. I like when the first uh, the first week of the season, I put down like 60 hours into the game. So, um, yeah. so yeah. I mean, I, I think I see things like in a very weird way, and, and I'm probably not like the medium opinion. But that's but, okay. Yeah. Still an opinion. Still a valid opinion. That's why this podcast is designed the way it is. Yeah. Perspectives, I, you know. I so so Robbie, regarding your your Reddit comment. I, I don't disagree with you in that I think sometimes it's a little like we'll we'll use the term echo chambery in there for certain topics. Sometimes. But but no, but <laughs> no, but you, you want to find a real toxic uh place, go on the the bungee forums. Oh, and yeah. and you'll you'll find some real salty people where it's like, why are you, you even mean, pl- like on the actual like Chan? Bungee Chan? No, I, if you go to like community, if you go to bungee.net and go to community forums and actually read there, there are some some very, very just like toxic echo chambers there where it's like, why are you even playing the game? Because it it seems like you are actually miserable when like I, I find Reddit for the most part has a pretty good feedback some people are interested in having discussions people will call each other out for like bad information but in the actual like bungee forums like people people get pretty gross on 
on the Bungie forums, like on the actual Bungie website. And it's always been like that. And that's actually why I swapped over to Reddit as like the main sort of place of forums. Cause that was even during D1, I found some guy was like, hey, are you sick of the toxicity here? Just go to Reddit and you'll find that it's a little bit better. And uh, I would agree with that general consensus. Right. Um, well, I think it happens with every other game as well. Like, I mean, I remember the Halo forums back in the day and they were like terrible. But I feel like that's a social media thing. Like, you, you, you know, you don't share about your average day. Like, if you're playing the game and having fun, you're not on Reddit posting something. I feel like you use those kind of, you know, tools either for like, oh, you're super excited and something really nice happened, or you are like super low and complaining about something. So it's like both extremes, but you don't really find like the majority medium just like playing, having fun people. Right. So I wanted to, because um, I think this is interesting, just mention my, what, what does everyone see in Seasons Pass rank? So, Robbie, you're 500. Almost, uh, yeah. Bushman, you're like 190-something, right? Yeah, 197, I just checked. But I don't know on purpose. I, I was just testing out some of those things. Oh, there it is, 197. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Rob, what about you? How do you how do you check? I'm like, I think I'm about one, th- or I'm about 230. I Gosh. can check for you with Charlemagne. Oh, our well, Discord integration. Wait, wait. Yeah, I can't remember. I just deleted all my tabs. It was one of them. It was. Dude, I do not play this game. Then why? Why am I <laughs> season rank forty six? Oh, you're not you getting your not cosmetics. Because you just put so much time and effort into the a into the podcast, nice pair of buddy. pants in there, yeah. by the way. Just yeah. to let you know. But What's you know what? Forty forty six is fine. I mean, I've been on. I've been at some seasons that I'm barely make it to 100 um yeah it, it's it's not it's just because this one's been so big i don't think i've i think the well the highest one i ever got to was you know the one there was a season where they had that reward stuff and you just had to keep dropping stuff into that person in the tower i can't remember so, oh the, uh yeah that was season of the bygones. yeah when i was trying to get all my bygones drops which i had many many of them and then they they got rid of that gun um, <laughs> yeah, something like that. Yeah, I got it to like 400, but that was not because of work. That was just dropping stuff off. But I think mm. I think probably last season was the highest I've ever been, and that was like 330 or something like that. Yeah, because that one was extra long. Yeah, because that was, yeah, six months. Yes. It was essentially two seasons worth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but... Uh, yeah, don't feel bad, Scotty. Yeah, don't feel... Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that, that's... You you yourself just brought up like we all approach this game from kind of a different perspective. Yeah, like like Bushman, true. you said you're a father and you full time mm-hmm. job. I also I have a full time job and I'm married and mm-hmm. like I typically play at night. Mm-hmm. Um and like I I do probably and this is also I this is the only game that I play. Um besides yeah. I I play Mario with my wife pretty regularly, but <laughs> that's like that's my other uh, vice, if you will. Um but. <laughs> But Robbie, you you stream this pretty religiously, at least like you know you're playing Tiny Tina's right now. But for the most part, you you stream a few yeah. a few hours a day. So you just you're playing yeah. the game longer. You're inevitably going to have a higher light level. Scotty, you're a full time student and you work and like like, but you also you engage with the game enough that you have good opinions. You've got good roles on things like. That, you read but the that, lore. I don't go. You read, read the lore. lore. <laughs> but that's what's great is like this game has. He said, by the way, just just to clarify, he said that that the information about Rolk was like super important. I don't remember the word he used. 
was pretty it fun. was necessary information. I, I don't <laughs> think he has even like beat Rolk yet, but but he needed that information. But so so Scotty's like so I haven't done the raid. I haven't even dipped my, dipped my toe in it. Um, the, and I hadn't, as I said, I haven't done Deep Stone Crypt. I I think I did um, Boulder Glass a few times. I I just I find it really one of the actually one of the reasons I started the show five years ago was to find. I think you'll find people in North America and Europe have a stronger base to pick from from people that is more, just more people online, mm-hmm. um, and you, you know right. just you know, more people to play. In Australia, it's just like three is easy. Six is just hard work getting a team together that's going to turn up. And I'm sure that's similar for me. I've heard that from many, many people and many, many podcasts. But it's just hard work. And it's hard work finding, obviously, we have the three of us, having three other people that will put up with us and will and <laughs> go through the journey. And we'll, yeah, it's, it's, it's hard. It makes, and then I, I like the raid, I actually listened to you last show, show when you were talking about it. And I, I looked at all of the, I'm actually really good with memory normally, but I went 21. I'm like, I'm not going to memorize 21 things. I'm sure I would after <laughs> five hours in this. Like, I remember being at Golgoroth for nine hours, but um, I mean, I'll, 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 I'll push it out, but hard. <laughs> it's hard yeah. to like commit and to doing th- that's a, funny a right. to hear from you, sure. actually. That, that's interesting to me because. In in my little tiny clan, we have actually a couple Aussies, and they're on like pretty religiously, and we play often with them. And and I know that our our time difference is a problem sometimes. Like it's super early for them, and we're like mm. you know really late at night or things like that. And I do remember, and this will be like a big shout out to the unknown hero that saved me from like my nine hour divinity run when I had no idea cool. what I was doing in the game. And I, I just, I didn't want to quit. So I ended up making LFGs and then this Australian guy joined and he was like, oh yeah, I Sherpa Divinity runs all the time. And he invited like a couple of his friends and boom, first try. After like nine hours of hard yeah. suffering, this Aussie guy came and saved the day. So, see, But the main thing for me is as well is that as much as I play a lot, it's like 9.30 at night until, well, whenever I, sometimes two o'clock in the morning, unfortunately, but... Um, like that's my time slot and it's once or twice or three times a week, um, you know, and I'll you know, do other bits and pieces when I can jump on, but like to commit, like if I was going to do a raid, I, I kind of com- need to commit three or four hours. Um, it's, it's hard. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's fair. That's fair. I mean, yeah. Three, four right. hours, especially with like a new raid and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And especially a complicated, more, the more complicated ones, like the big ones that dropped like last wish and vow, I think are, mm-hmm would be lumped under that category. Um, and there's a lot to learn. Um, but that's one, again, going back to the, the, the services, right? Like, like that's why I like Charlemagne a lot because we can get to pro, like program our times and, and figure out the rates. And honestly, like I would recommend people like, like even like yourself, right? Like join like a bigger clan where there's like things going on all the time. And then like we do rate runs for most rates in like an hour average. Right, so the time commitment is not as tough as when you're LFGing because I, I don't know think you even know when... who you're talking to, Robbie. Like we, <laughs> yeah, like, no, but, if you but, have but all see, three that's, of us, that's it, what you, we, we will do. Die that's, so many times. that's what we do, though. Like <laughs> yeah. we enjoy helping people. I enjoy helping people. Like I, I do a lot yeah. of PBE help on on my on my Twitch channel, and I like that. Like I, we we will get a raid and we'll have two people or sometimes three people, and we will be teaching. 
and, and we'll get them through. And I, we know that it will take longer than average, but it will still be like an hour and a half. You know, so and, you said about Charlemagne. I don't. I, I didn't realize there was an option for that. I, we used to use a thing called the One Hundred AO, which yeah, which it seems to have died off. Like we, it was really good for a while, and then it just oh yeah, yeah. It could, but it was really good with time zones because because same thing. Like for me, it's like I know I'm going to get on nine thirty or ten o'clock. I can I can definitely commit for ten. <laughs> so if I just lock in a time for ten, and it can actually write in there, I'm committing two hours to doing this, and then other people can just jump in. I found that really, really helpful, but then it's really dropped off. I'd you know, put it in there and no one would no one would want the system. But yeah, like Robbie, I'm interested. Is what what does Charlemagne do? Well, it doesn't really work like an LFG. It's it's okay. more like if you're in the server and your Bungie account is associated with your Discord account, then you can join like basically programmed rates or, or activities. Like you can okay. you can do it's basically like an LFG inside a, a Discord server. So for us, it's helpful because like I can set it up and even, you know, I can set up for even next time. Friday at this time uh, mm. and people can join or they will put like maybe. But that's within your own Discord server. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah it's, it's not like open for everybody. But I feel like I see this integration in, in a lot of big clans. I know there's like clans that have like a million people and sometimes that works out for some people that, you know, it's it's harder to find groups and they don't want LFG because again, like even for us, you know, sometimes we want to get our extra raid run and during the night and we end up LFGing and it takes like two hours, three hours to get a run. And, mm. and it's, it's painful, right? Like you don't want to spend all that time in there if, if it can be done better. And, but I think there's like the community is out there. Like, and I'm not only trying to say like me and, and the, the people I play with that we try to help people out. Like there's a lot of people that do that. Like I've been, uh, there's another Twitch streamer that I really like playing with that he will literally help people get Divinity in under an hour. Mm -hmm. Like every time I run a Divinity run with him to help someone, we do it in under an hour, which to me just blows my mind, right? But, but you know, the resources are out there and, and the community is out there. And I think it's just like a matter of, and like you say, like, you know, if you, if you take like five, 10 minutes out of your time before your gameplay and actually search for something like that and get something done, you, you'll probably achieve it. I've done a podcast for five years to try to achieve it and I still haven't got there. But <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've got that. I mean, I've got the, on Discord itself, there's a the Destiny 2 LFG thing, which I, I've used for most content, but it's not particularly great I found in um, the the verbally stuff so if you just need a group to just get something done it's really good but i just yeah. find it's a like if you want trials it's like you need to be 1.8 kd it's like oh. um <laughs> it's very yeah it can be a bit toxic at times but. yeah lfg is isn't is not a solution yeah. for sure it's but. a useful tool too. That I mean, I'm not gonna bash on it because I use it a lot. But mm. let's say that I use it for those activities where we don't need that other person on on the voice chat. Comms. Yeah. 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 That's fair. Yeah. I mean, LFGing raids is always an experience. Mm -hmm. I've I've got plenty of story for about LFG raids. Yeah, it can no, go both ways though. Last week we had a, a raid for Vow of the Disciple where we LFG'd four people and we literally did all the encounters first try. 
Right. And it took like 50 something minutes. And wow. it was like four LFG guys. Like, wow. Yeah. So, so like, it happens too, you know. Mm -hmm. I do agree that most of them like would probably be disastrous. So, yeah, <laughs> it, it is. It is a an interesting gamble. I will say the the current clan that I'm in. Interesting <laughs> gamble. Oh well, the God. current clan that I'm in, they they needed a sixth guy, and I just happened to join, and we were hitting it off really, really well. And they invited me to the clan at the end of the raid because it was like, I mean, we we probably wiped a couple times because we were like goofing off, but we just had good chemistry and and yeah. had a good time, and so. But I've also had the ones where it is a revolving door of like two or three guys leaving, and eventually you're mm -hmm. just like, I if I maybe just started with a different group, we might be done by now. Um, but I think some of the best stories spawn out of like LFG stuff. I, I oh, but, yeah, but <laughs> so, I think I think though, like fundamentally, I think all of you are bringing up good points, but I think that's not to get like meta or, or cheesy for a minute, but I think that's kind of the magic of this game is like, look at how many different levels of involvement you can get in this game. And all of us still get some level of satisfaction out of playing it. And I think that that's, that's a, a very important balance that this game has been able to find over the years of like, you have the extreme like Robbie, who's playing potentially 60 hours in a single week when content first drops and Scotty, who's playing six hours a week and but but that that 10x delta has a vast difference of of what people can engage with and what they enjoy and maybe you just want to play a couple of crucible matches and that's fine but maybe you want to go out and go all out and do the pinnacle grind and get to you know artifact level 300 or 500 or whatever it is and like i think that's what's what's cool is you know you don't feel pressured at this like it it was much worse in D1 in terms of like if you wanted to get any sense of like endgame, you had to play the raid, and that doesn't exist anymore. You don't have to play the raid to feel like you've gotten some sense of completion out of this game, and I think that that's important and a good spot that the game is yeah, in. It can be. In saying that, that may be raid in D1 because I was a completionist and wanted to get the pinnacle stuff, and now that I don't have to, it probably stops me from doing the thing that I want to do. Interesting. Yeah. Well, that's fair, but also... Are, are you playing the game the same amount that you were back in 2014 or 2015? Mm -hmm. Probably more. I think I'm at two, two, oh, really? two and a half thousand hours in the last three years. So wow, it's, okay, it's, it's a lot of hours. <laughs> I see because like I, I, I consider myself to be an old man at this point, and I back in 2014 when I was like single and living with roommates, I would hide away in my room. And stay up till like 3 a.m. every night, even though I had work the next day, uh, mm. raiding just to to maybe get a chance at a Fatebringer role or something like that. And mm. like, I can't do that anymore. Like, I just, I'm I'm too much of a wimp, and I can't I can't engage. So like, I still play the game pretty heavily, but I I'm not putting in the thousands of hours that I used to compared to probably D1. Um, and I think it's just because my life has changed so dramatically since 2014. But Again, that's what's cool, too, is like people, how much they engage with the game has like changes and evolves over time. And it's crazy to think that like this game's been out for almost eight years and mm -hmm. and how much the and like it's like, Scotty, what you were in, you were in middle school when the game first came out or high school? Uh, I think it was probably middle school. Right. It's like it's insane. Like I. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, it's, cool. it's, it's weird. Yeah. I mean, I'm two years into college now. Um, so, yeah, it, it is. It is weird. And to add on to your point about um, 
you know, pe- people having different levels of engagement and still enjoying the game. There's this group of people that I found out exist. For example, I, I would love to have him on the show in time. It's fascinating having conversations with this guy. My friend's dad plays Destiny, and he doesn't care about getting the new expansions or anything. And he just kind of like does like patrols and like story missions and stuff like that and and strikes and, and like is satisfied with that. And it, it's so interesting to hear his like perspective on the game because I'll ask him, I'm like, you know, like, what was your favorite gun? He's like, you know, man, I really like the colony. I like like shooting the little, you know, bugs on the ground and like they clear the room so fast. And I'm like, I haven't heard the, the word colony in like mm-hmm. three years. Like it's it's really fun having conversations with He's like happy with like the stuff that he has. And it just well, I'm goes- trying to get my, my kid into it. So I'm 43, nearly 44. Mm-hmm. So, and my, so yeah, I'm getting, or well, have had my, uh, I've got a 15 year old son that, you know, jumps in and out of it occasionally, does his own, you know, other stuff as well. But so yeah, it's, and my nephew as well. So, so yeah, I guess I would have been early thirties when it came out. So, you know, I've been married coming up to 20 years. So, but talking about like, it's, it, there is a battle, like it, it does put pressure on the marriage because this is my hobby and a lot of. I, I, you know, I, a lot of partners don't get. If you're not a gamer, you don't understand. Like this is my this is my downtime. This is also my, especially when you're older and you've got kids and responsibilities. This is my social time. Yeah, <laughs> that right. that as much yeah. as I say nine thirty yeah. till one or twelve or whatever, like that. That's when I get to talk to people and debrief about the day and you know talk shit and you know all that stuff. So it's it's different. Different, it's yeah, different for different people. It's like a marriage. <laughs> it's magical. It's magical. But well said. Yeah. yeah. Well, that, that's nice to hear. Honestly, that's nice to hear. And I agree with you, Scotty. There's like we have a guy like that in our clan that like he's a solo guy, right? I, because in it's funny how it ended up for us. But like a lot of the people in there are are older guys. We also have like really young guys. But most of them are like older and a lot of veterans, like military veterans, and which are retired and have a lot of time to play and, and they like this game and that's kind of what they do. So we have one guy who does the same thing, just goes around on his own. And the only time he talks to us is when he needs to do something that he can't achieve alone. And then I also met like the guy who, for example, helps me on trials, right? He's old enough that his son plays and they both do carries. For trials, like, you know, father and son helping someone else playing Destiny together. So, like, yeah, the, the, you know, the variety of people that you can meet in this game is crazy and it's interesting and and it's one of the greatest things. It is super cool. It's super cool how many people this this game draws in and and satisfies. And I think it's kind of a testament to how the, you know, general gameplay feel is. Just like, you know, at, at the core of the game, you know, it's about, like, shooting aliens and it feels really good and that draws in a lot of people and it's and it's 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 just really cool there's a lot of people and scott telesto it's It's the best (laughs) so yeah that is that is a gun that exists sadly sadly (laughs) it hasn't really broken uh witch queen yet has it i don't Uh, think there's anything but not yet (laughs) will (laughs) Should be one of those like day, days last since Telesto broke the game. Like there should be a counter somewhere. There. You would think. Being I think I'm at thirty-eight thousand PVP kills with that one now. So really, yeah. I, 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 I was playing trials with someone or something, and it's LFGing, and they were looking at everyone's loadout, and they looked at me, and they went, 
I think they were about to say, oh, I don't know if Telesto is meta at the moment. Do you want to swap it? And they looked at me and they went, oh, 38,000 kills. <laughs> I guess you can keep that one on. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. That's great. <laughs> so, are you guys ready for Destiny trivia? Let's do it. Oh, yeah. All um, right. Let's go. I'm scared. Do I need so, to answer in the form of a question? Or? No. no just, okay. Absolutely not. I actually hate when they do that in Jeopardy. I have never understood that. It's very. It's like it's like the ultimate form of pretentious douchebaggery. Is I, my what is, what is pretentious douchebaggery? <laughs> <laughs> I would take pretentious douchebaggery for twenty points, please, Cody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I found a couple Destiny quizzes online. So I'm just gonna make it super simple. I'll go question my question. I'll ask a question. I'll give you the options. And then whoever answers first and correctly gets a point. And I'll keep track of it. Oh, you actually keep track. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to keep track. You guys cool. will win a pat on the back if I ever meet you in person. Okay. <laughs> so let me pull out a pen real quick. I'm going to make a little tally sheet so that I have everyone's. Oof, look out. Here we go. <laughs> Real, real technical here. All right, yeah, you got we got Rob, you got Bushman. I will not be participating. So you know the answers. Yeah, exactly. So, question number one from BuzzTrivia.net from the quiz titled "Only Diehard Raiders Can Get a Hundred Percent on This Destiny Two Quiz." Oh, okay. Which I don't think is true. That's a bit of an exaggeration, and it, it really doesn't have anything to do with rating. Anyways. First question. Who has control of the Leviathan currently? A. Val Kaur, B. Argos, C. Valis Tark, or D. Callus? Callus? You're correct. Congratulations. I like, I like he answered, wait, he answered in the question. Yeah, I, 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 I like <laughs> Valis Tark because that's a nice little, like, well, that's just the boss from the D1 strike, but that's, that's funny. Okay. You, were un- you were unsure, but I, I will give it to you. Well, because I, I like I was like, is this like a trick question because it's, no, no. it's disappeared I, I, and maybe it's like no, the disciple or no. something? But Minus one point for answering in the form of a question. <laughs> <laughs> Fine. What is callous? Okay. <laughs> All right. So this one should be easy. What animal is associated with Saint-14? Is it A, chicken, B, the pigeon? pigeon? You can't answer yet. You're disqualified. Uh-oh. What? <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Okay. Okay, I'm sorry. Okay. We're just skip that question. I should have established <laughs> his, his his ship is called the Gray Pigeon. I know, I know. I gotta give all the answers first, and then yeah. get no, no, because in Jeopardy you're allowed to buzz in before he's but finished. This isn't Jeopardy. Is this is even tied radio. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> so I got I got a second point. We're just let the record show. No, nah, no second point. The, the tally the tally does not show any second point. Therefore. Cannot be officially recorded. All right. I'm just skip that question. <laughs> Once I get through all the answers, then you can answer. All right. All right. Keep it fair. You know? Why was that a raid question? That has nothing to do with any raid. Oh, none of this has anything to do with raid. Okay. Well, I don't know why this raid was that, but eh, kind of, yeah. But, it, but not like technical stuff. Like, all right. All right. That's fair. What's the name of this symbol from Vow the Disciples? Okay. <laughs> um, all right. Next, next question. Which of these is not a place in the Dreaming City? A, Aphelion's Rest. B, Concealed Void. C, Harbingers Seclude, or D, The Queen's Walk? Concealed Void. B. I think it's The Concealed. Queen's Walk. Concealed Void is correct, Robbie. Congratulations. 
Where's Concealed Void? That's that- in your pants. It's Europa. Oh, that's Europa. Yeah, yeah. That's a that's a lost sector in Europa. Well, there's there's concealed void in my pants. Yes. All right. Question number three slash four. Which of these planets is the first in the solar system? I took this quiz before. I oh wow! The first in the solar system. This is not a destiny question. This is literally right. like solar system. What is the first planet in the solar system? Is it A Earth, B Mars, C Mercury, or D? Mercury? Oh, he didn't. He didn't Correct. get through his. He didn't get through the options. <laughs> I, I didn't hear that the fourth was, one was. I knew it was Mercury before we even started. Well, so did I. But, but we have to wait. That's the rules. Minus one point for Rob again. <laughs> I got three points, and Robbie no, has my, one. That's no. what I'm hearing. No. <laughs> You're jumping You're the gun. Two. You know, I'll I'll give I'll give you this point. You have two. It's two to one. Three. Okay. Good. <laughs> All right. Question slash five. Who do you have to revive in the "quote unquote" a deadly trial mission? Is it A. Vance, B. Sagira, C. Panoptes, or D. Anna Bray? I think it's a, your pants. Great answer, but that's not <laughs> what's, what's, the, what's the mission. It's called <laughs> concealed a void. Trial. No, <laughs> not a concealed void. It's a, a deadly trial. And the options are what? Vance, Sagira, Panoptes, or Anna Bray? Sagira. Yeah, Sagira. Sagira is correct. Yeah. You have three points as of now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what is the name of the first encounter in this past raid? Is it A, Town Square, B, Bombs, C, Berserker, or D, Tunnel Access? I didn't know there was an official name for it. I'm going to say D, because I've never played it before. For, for Valve the Disciple? For Scourge of the Past. For Scourge what? of the Past. And what are the, what are the, what are the options? <laughs> Town I'm still looking in D. Right? Town, Town Square, Bombs, Berserker, or Tunnel Access? Probably First a. Encounter? Yeah, I think it's A. Town Square? Yeah, I think Town Square. Square. Robbie, do you, have a, do you have an answer? But I'll stay with D. I'll stay with C. I don't See? even know. Uh, yeah. See. It means She's yes correct. in Spanish. Yes. What was even what was C? Berserker. Berserker. Oh yeah, because that yeah, okay. Because Town Square I think is like the location, but yeah, the, yes. the encounter. Yeah, okay. Yes, 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 yes. Good job, Robbie. You completely guessed. Thank you. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> All right. Which exotic is locked behind the Leviathan raid? Is it A one thousand voices? B, the Chaperone, C, Vex Mythoclast, or D, Legend of Acrius? I... Legend of Acrius. Locking in D? It's D. Right. It's D, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I haven't got either of them, so... <laughs> <laughs> it's all good, it's all good. You got 420. Bushman, get on, get on this, man. I'm just throwing letters out there and saying what <laughs> Here's an easy one. Quote, unquote, this is, this is what the question says. I am not saying this. Here's an easy one. Which of these used to be a vanguard for the... Okay, this is an easy one. A, Amanda Holiday, B, Banshee44, C, Vance, or D, Cade6? Cade6. D. Yes, sir. Yeah, that, that is easy. Don't... Give Bushman the point on that one. Congratulations, Bushman. You get a free <laughs> point. One point. <laughs> what race were created on board... Oh, this is a deep lore question for you guys. What race was created on board the Exodus ship called the Yang Lue? Is it A, the Fallen, 
B, the Warlocks, C, the Awoken, or D, the Iron Lords? Awoken. C. Yes, sir. Awoken. Congratulations. What is your objective in the Broken Mission? Is it A, retrieve Awoken Relics, B, retrieve Exo Relics, C, Human Relics, D, Arkborn? Relics. The what mission? The Broken what? Broke, D. Broken Courier. D. It's D, Broken Courier. Arkborn Relics. Rob, Robbie? A Broken Courier? I'm going to go with A. I don't, I don't even remember this mission. Oh, a, Awoken. C, Human. Rob, it is correct. It is A. Oh yeah, because that's that's in the Dreaming City. You're From trying to find the relics. Yeah, broken courier. because yeah. they're 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 injured and they're like, oh, you got to go find this thing for All me. And then, right, yeah. yeah. They're okay. Elites every week. Yep. <laughs> there you go. What is the name of the little girl penguins you find on the Is it A. Mika Abram, B. Tony Abram, C. Sylvie Abram, or D. Nika Abram? A. C. I got Rob. nothing. I A, I guess. Rob, correct again. Yes. <laughs> Make it a pigeon question. <laughs> How many worm gods are there? Are there four, five, six, or seven? Worm gods. Four. Ooh, there's, I think there's... S- I'll say seven then. Just because it's bungee. Uh, yeah, bungee. I said four. six. It's four. Four, six, and seven. The answer was five. None of you. Oh, t- <laughs> <laughs> it is oh, Yule, Ear, Zol, Ear, and I. What about Zeta? Is she considered one now? Who is Zeta? Is that the she, vowel one? She, yeah, she's the mother of all of them. Ah, uh, so technically, I guess this was probably made before vowel. So we should give that to Bushman. He guessed six. I would agree. I don't know. I don't know if she's technically considered a worm god or the, the mother of worm gods. But I'm, I'm glad you said that. That I guessed six because that was correct. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get it right. I didn't say no. But there's four, five, and there's a new one. We're giving it to you. We're give it. Give it. Give it to Bob. Yeah. All right. Which of these? Okay. Again. All right. Be quick on the rocks. This is an easy one. Which of these is the Hunter Void subclass? Is it A, Gunslinger? Night Stalker. Yeah, point for me. <laughs> I'm going to disqualify you. Entire three, three points. <laughs> you said quick draw on this. Look, what, what, what is quote unquote quick draw? Quick draw as in as soon as the rules allow you to answer. <laughs> that's, really, that's not any different than how we've been doing it. So why is it a quote unquote quick draw? I was just emphasizing the point because it was an easy question. Because it's kind of but easy. It, it is, but it is Night Stalker, right? No, Rob, it's not Night Stalker. It was actually oh. Gunslinger. <laughs> for, for Void? Okay. <laughs> Moving on. Which okay. of these is not another name? Oh, this is a weird one. Which, is, which of these is not another name for the Ascendant Realm? Is it A, Overworld, B, Netherworld, C, Underworld, or D, Sea of Screams? A. B. Okay, so Robbie, A, Overworld, B, yes. Netherworld, Bushman, and Rob? It, it's D, uh, 100% D. I, I, th- I don't think it's Sea of Screams. That's a location on the moon. Uh, yeah, that's why I said D. Oh, you said D, you said D, Bushman? Yeah, D is the answer. What's okay. D? You're saying D, Rob? No, what, what was D? What was the option for D? D of something. 
Sea of Sea of Thieves. I don't sea think of it's Sea of Thieves. Uh, I think it's <laughs> Sea of Pants. No, uh, void I, pants. I'll go with like since the night stalker in your pants. Since A and D are taken, yeah, it's the void <laughs> void in my pants. Uh, I'll go with C, whatever that one was. The uh, underworld. 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 Yeah, I'll call it the underworld. <laughs> Right. The answer was C under. Yes. I see. Why am I guessing D? I should be just guessing. Yeah, C, why C are you giving him so much time to guess? C of scream. Well, because you all, because yeah, you, you all, you all gave your answer. So, so okay. So I either answer too fast or too slow. When do you want me to answer, Robbie? <laughs> give you guys a chance, and I, mean, I was trying to win. Good enough. <laughs> Who was the boss in the final story mission? Verso Cyrus. Was it A, Hapax, the Convergent Mind, B, Secreon, the Nexus Mind, V, or C, Vecron, the Conductive Mind, or D, Panoptes, the Infinite Mind? But D, Panoptes. definitely. D. I'll say Panoptes, and Rob, I think you were first. Yeah. Yeah, but I say D on everything. I should get that, like, as a Yeah, give, give, give him yeah. the D. That's good yeah. point. That's a very <laughs> valid point. Give <laughs> the D on that, yeah. It's still a guess. <laughs> Who tries to take Oryx's throne after you kill Oryx? Is it A, Bax, oh. Hand of Oryx? Is it B, Taun, Hand of Oryx? Is it C, Malak, Pride of Oryx? Or is it D, Sirach, Banner of Oryx? It's Malak. C. It's Malak. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I actually thought C, actually. <laughs> that's, the, uh, that's the strike that you do during the April update yeah. to get Hood of Malak. Oh, Rob, you were, or, Robbie, you were kind of quiet. Did you get it before Rob? I, I can, said can, C when he oh, said it's, so it's mine. That's fair. <laughs> giving it to Robbie. <laughs> yes, thank you. You can, you can give him the point, even though he didn't know. He just guessed. What? <laughs> no way. Have you even yes, done he, that strike? His name was Pride. Who would take something from someone else? You know, he was, he was an obvious Educated one. Educated meta. Sorry. That's meta. <laughs> that's, that's the strategy. Who did Aldrin hallucinate? A, his sister, B, his family, C, his awoken brothers and sisters, or D, Cade Six. Hey, sister. Hey, hey. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Rob, Rob got it. I heard it. I heard A. That was me saying that. said I, sister. I, yeah, I know. I wasn't I sure if he said hallucinate or something else in that sentence, but anyway, I'm yeah. keep going. I do it too. <laughs> so we, we have that in common. So that's the problem with you waiting for all of us to answer at the same time because it's a little arbitrary. That's why it should really be whoever can answer first whether or not you give out the answer. So I should still get the point for the pigeon. Just saying. <laughs> okay. PP. Pigeon point. Okay. He'll pigeon get point. pigeon point. All right, keep going. Who is the guardian that goes through time? Weirdly worded question. Is it A, Ikora, B, Osiris, C, Zavala, D, no one? Osiris? Anyone else? I mean, I mean he goes through the, the forest of time or whatever. Yeah, Infinite Forest. It's Osiris too, so. I mean, Zavala, Zavala really should be the answer for everything. Yeah. <laughs> that, dude, that, dude's, that dude hangs out at the tower and never goes anywhere else. It's Very definitely boring. not him. Mate, that's why he's on the balcony. Just saying. Yeah. Who else is going to go to the toilet? He's going to go to the toilet. Osiris is correct. Yeah. Final question of this one Which answer contains an item that is not a planetary material? So listen closely. A. Alcane dust, glacial starwort, and seraphite. B. Baryon bow, helium filaments, and simulation seed. C. Dusklight shard, 
microphasic data lattice, and spin metal leaves. And D, etheric a. spiral. You're violating the <laughs> sacred rule. It's, it's, it's definitely D, because everything else you've listed off at this point is in material. I'll say A. All right, finish reading D. <laughs> etheric spiral, egregor spore, and spirit glass. Yeah, well, that, is, that is not a material, yeah. Okay. We'll give it to Pushman. Even okay. though yeah, yeah, give it to Pushman. Otherwise, it's A. If it's yeah. D, it's mine. Yeah, it's D. <laughs> yeah, any answer where the answer is D, just give it to him now. Congratulations, we're yeah. a, we're diehard Raiders. Woo! Yeah. Yes. Congratulations, Rob. You win Destiny trivia. Are Are we gonna do another one? Yeah, you want to do another one? Let's do one more. All right, let's do it. I have obscure Destiny facts here. Okay. For some reason, there's a five minute timer. Gotta go. Oh, I like that. Let's yeah. do that. Because they're obscure. Are we going to change the rules? Is it just first in, first on the buzzer? It should just be first in. We'll do first in the buzzer. First in the buzzer. How many calcified fragments were required to obtain the touch of magic? 45. 45 45 is correct. Yeah, buddy. (laughs) Which of these are close? I think I get half a point for being really close. (laughs) Yeah, that's fair. We'll give you half a point. (laughs) (laughs) I think half a point is, is, is fair. I'm willing to bend the rules. Yeah, special day. <laughs> Which of these armor sets did not exist in Destiny One? Prime Zealot, Willbreaker, Iron Strength, or Nanomania? Prime Zealot? No, 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 no. Just kidding. Nanomania. The last one. No, Nanomania yeah. is from Wrath of the Machine. What, is this what are the options? Arms? The options what? are. Oh my gosh, I lost the question. Where oh. did it go? Hold on, no, I, I can find it. Don't we'll never know. Don't worry, I got it. I got it. I got it. Okay, it won't let me look at the questions, but it was Iron, it was Prime Zealot, um, Willbreaker, Iron Strength, and Nanomania. I'll go with Iron Strength. Are you sure this is correct? Thank you. Yeah, because Pri- Prime Zealot is the hunter from Vault of Glass. Nanomania is from Wrath. We've only got five minutes. Uh, okay. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Three and a half minutes. <laughs> if you know what my thought process is and how much of a nerd I am, there you go. All right, keep going. Which of the following is the flavor text for the X Timebreaker? Only the most capable of warriors shall ride through. There are many who seek to cheat death, but so few capable of outrunning its dark embrace. Many are brave, but only the strong and the living will the sparrow. Many seek adventure, but only the courageous shall ever. See, it'll be the last one, D. Let's see. It is C. Yes. Oh, Robbie is always getting C. <laughs> <laughs> that is true, actually. It seems like. In order to open the diamond and the wrath of the machine, right, what is the original form of the number you had to convert from? A binary. Binary, yeah. Binary it is. Current, yeah, current give, it to, give it to Bushman. Yes. Bushman is in the lead with one and a half points. <laughs> <laughs> Which of the following was Savathun's name at Sathona? Sathona? Sathona. Sathona is correct. Congratulations. Even with the. the... They'd you know. and I both know you'd have yeah. me I was still here. Yeah. yeah. You have to go right into your microphone. Give it yeah. a kiss. <laughs> Which of the following cabal leaders did not conspire against Callus and the coup? Wow. Statesman Thunis, Lictor Sheotet. Lictus. Evocate General Umanrath. Uh, what 
I want an episode of Scotty reading lore now, like, trying to pronounce all these names. Lift of void pants. That's a great gamer tag. That's it. That's the that's the name of the show. For you always need them. Lift them void pants. Any other answers? <laughs> It's the right answer at this point. <laughs> C, give it to Robbie. <laughs> Robbie, you get it. Congratulations. Was it C? No, it wasn't C, but I didn't see. Continuing. <laughs> <laughs> we have a minute to get through four questions. Oh, no. Oh, go. What was the original Destiny referred to as during development? Project Tiger? Project Starside? Project Heathens? Tiger. It's fine. Yes. Congratulations, Rob. Woo! Which of these taken bosses are not located in... Is it Ur-Harak? Oh, man. Vendraxis? Or Groth? You cut out severely mm. on that one. I don't even know what location they were at. Me neither. And I didn't hear C, but I'll take C. Yeah. I'll take D. I'll, I'll, take, D. I'll take A and B, then. <laughs> <laughs> it's D. Who had D? Yeah, Bushman. Yay! <laughs> Which of these is not a quest step for any thorn? Weaponize the known, harvest of the lesser, the steel, or echoes of darkness. B. Probably the steel. I'd say it D. Is, it is A. Weaponize the None of you get any points. Oh, man. Oh. Shame on you. Which one of these fallen is currently being regarded as a potential leader of fallen reunification? Elixis, Lightstalker, Ron, the Eclipsed? Vargis, clever headed. D. It is D. Yeah. <laughs> Aramis. There you go. Good job, guys. Um, it looks like Rob won with four points. Robbie had two, and Bushman with two and a half. All right. Well, thank you, Bushman, for coming on. I had a lot of fun. Um, we really appreciate you coming on. It was a lot of fun talking. Thank you, audience out there, for listening as usual. And be sure to check out the Destiny Addicts podcast wherever you get your podcasts. And um. Yeah, hopefully you can come on uh, another time. Thank yeah. you, guys. Yeah, thanks, and, uh, Bushman. Thanks, guys. See you guys you. next week. Bye. See you. Ciao. You can put this voice recording away and go on with your life, because you and I both know you'd have me yapping in your ear for the rest of your days. Want to further the discussion? Get in touch with us at any of our Twitter handles, all of which can be found in our podcast description. 